Welcome to In Earnest with Ernest. I'm Ernest McNair. Today we're chatting with world-class baritone and UCSD doctoral candidate Jonathan Nussman. We talk about his career and he performs for us. So good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. I want to just let you know that I appreciate uh, your expertise and the opportunity to study voice with you. Thanks for agreeing to be in a Oh, of course. I'm happy to do it. So how long have you been singing? Well, uh, how long have I been talking? I, I don't know, my whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I used to love to sing as a kid. Um, my mom really likes to tell the story that, uh, you know, when I was like three or four, um, when she asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I told her that I wanted to be a garbage man. Um, but if that didn't happen, then I wanted to be a singer. Um, so I used to, my parents, uh, my dad's a musician, um, he plays classical guitar and he sings really well, but he's very shy about it. Oh, um, interesting. My mom is not a musician, um, but my parents really love music. And so it was always around, um, and I was always singing with my dad's, you know, cassette tapes and CD player. And, um, and then, uh. I uh, remember being a child, going to see a production of the musical Annie. Annie? Yeah, my parents, uh, we were living in Atlanta at the time, and my parents took me to see what I assume was probably like the national tour of Annie um, at the Fox Theater downtown. And, you know, of course, the musical where most of the cast are children. And I saw these kids up there, and I was like, I could do that. Um, and <laughs> Anything so, you can do, I can do better, right? <laughs> well, I don't know about better. <laughs> But I was just, uh, I was sort of floored by this idea of these kids, um, you know, kids my age, doing, uh, doing theater and singing and acting on this big stage where all these people paid all this money to come see them. Um, and so uh, from then I started doing a lot of kids musical theater. And, uh, and that's just sort of, it just built on itself. That sounds really exciting. My very first real musical that wasn't just like a school, elementary school production was uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, wow, that's great. At the Children's Theater of Charlotte. So we were living in Charlotte at that time. I was, uh, I think, the Six of Spades. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So not exactly, not not exactly a huge auspicious start. and then after that, I did I did a really actually fantastic musical called Really Rosie. That's a it's a kids musical that uh, the the book is by Maurice Sendak of Where the Wild Things Are, and the music is actually by Carol King. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and it's this great little kids musical, um, and I was one of the leads in that. That was sort of my first big thing. Played Santa Claus once in a kids musical, um, and did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and um, Oklahoma, Forty uh, Second Street. Of course, that's getting into high school age. Sounds like a nice array of yeah, yeah, and then of work. And that was mostly what I was into was musical theater, um, but I, I was also playing piano. Um, and I started composing when I was in high school as well. That's awesome. Um, had some good opportunities in high school. I had a really supportive choral director, teacher, Mrs. Setzer, uh, who, you know, 
really encouraged me both as as a singer to do lots of auditions of you know for like singing competitions and and you know honors choirs and national choir things but she also um encouraged my compositions and so the choir performed some of the pieces that i wrote really which was a great opportunity um so by the time i finished high school i actually wanted i i was sort of transitioning away from thinking that i wanted to be a performer and uh was thinking that i wanted to study composition and when I went to the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, that's what I entered as, as, as a composer. So you have a B.A. in composition? Uh, that, would be a, that, would, that would be the case if I had not switched courses. Okay. <laughs> I, I got maybe a, a year into my, my uh, undergrad. Um, and, you know, as a composer, you had to choose an instrument to yes. study. Um, and so I chose voice, um, and it became very, very clear um, to me actually pretty early on that uh, composing is hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's a, it, and um, and for me, performing became more of a joy. Tell me about some of your operatic influences, uh, like what what I like or. Like vocally, who do you admire? Oh, um, great uh, question. I would say the first sing, the first operatic singer when I uh, who had the same voice type as me, I'm a baritone, um, that I really connected with was Thomas Hampson, um, and uh, he he's been. Uh, I mean, he's had a long career. Um, he sings a lot of the kind of music that I'm really interested in. Um, uh, uh, the first thing I heard him sing was uh, The Marriage of Figaro as the Count, um, which was a role that I would later go on to, to do myself. Um, and so that, that, that made a big impression on me, his voice, his acting, um, his, the power of his voice, but also his ability to sing um, softly and beautifully as well. Um, now my, my biggest role model is a, is a, uh, a German singer, uh, his name is Georg Nigel, um, and he does a lot of contemporary music. Um, has has performed uh, several, uh, like premiered several works by composers that I'm that I'm really interested in. Um, uh, specifically, the French composer Pascal Dussopin, and um, he also sings a lot of like early music, like Monteverdi and things like that. Um, his voice is beautiful and flexible and expressive, and he can go from um, from singing softly and and with great um, vulnerability to you know uh, terrifying uh, loud outbursts <laughs> and back and forth. And so for for him, he's he's a very good role model for a bigger topic for a bigger podcast. Um, but I have you know I have hundreds of, of singers who I have known um, at about my level, who are educated alongside me, uh, you know, my peers, my friends, and, and people that I have encountered, and uh, very, very few of us are supporting, are supporting ourselves on just singing alone. Um, it's harder and harder to make a career 
in music, in, in any, any area of music, including opera. Um, As a result of it being so competitive? Because of, it's very competitive. It's, it's not for lack of talent. Um, we could say it is potentially for lack of opportunity. Um, certainly the audiences for opera are dwindling in a lot of, in a lot of cases. That, that's, that's not the case in all opera companies in all cities of, of the country. Um, but the big, the audiences for big opera um, are aging. And um, so the opportunities are dwindling. That's interesting because it used to be the case that opera was actually the popular music of the day, correct? Oh, absolutely. Opera was, opera was pop music, really, you know, as late as the early 20th century. Um, yeah, it really, uh, it really wasn't until the advent of recording technology and amplification that, that uh, opera sort of uh, veered off from the course, the trajectory of popular song. Sure. So have you had a chance to record any music? Uh, yes, yeah. I've, I've done a couple of, um, of rec like recording projects. Uh, you know, with, with groups in Boston, um, here in, in UC, at UCSD as well. Um, I have uh, certainly made a lot of promotional recordings of myself, you know, the sort of things that you submit when you, you know, apply to, to audition at an opera company or um, a festival or something like that. Um, and I am actually working on my first album right now, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me about the content of your first album. What are you recording? Um, so f pretty much all the recording is actually done. I'm, I'm collaborating with a friend of mine, um, Alexandria Smith, who's doing all the sort of mixing and um, making, making it sound good. Um, but they're actually, uh, the, the album is three pieces that, um, that are original that I have written. Um, Wonderful. And they're all just for, for the voice. Um, so one of them is a, uh, a piece that I made called The Four Marys, which is uh, layers of, of my voice singing this uh, beautiful Scottish folk song called The Ballad of Mary Hamilton. Um, which I, I loved for many years. And, and the idea of the recording is that it, it starts out with layers of my voice singing the song, and then as the song goes on, uh, the, the layers sort of pull apart um, mm -hmm. as, as the story, this very tragic story that it tells sort of unravels, so does the, so does the structure of the piece. Um, I'm quite pleased with it. Um, and then another piece is called Claustrum, and this was a, a, com a completely different a collaboration with my friend Bonnie Lander, who is a soprano, um, and we improvised this 12-minute uh, terrifying track of, of sounds and noises <laughs> and, um, and uh, screaming and whispering. Um, a very different world, but it's just layers of our voices. Um, so it's that sort of thing. Um, is it somewhat eclectic? Or not? I would say very eclectic, um, all within the uh, within the realm of um, you know new and experimental music, 
not exactly the sort of thing that you put on to jam along as you, uh, you know, as you as you make a road trip. Sure, um, with the top down, driving up the one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not that. Although who knows, maybe. Um, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's stuff that um, that it represents me as an artist, what I value, what I find interesting, um, and you know, sort of coming back to the idea of composition. Um, you know, after, after about age 20, I, I stopped composing for a really long time. I, I became really, uh, just in, invested in performance. And so it hasn't really been until coming back to really coming to California to, to this, uh, to this program that I'm in now where I've started composing again. Um, and also have realized that composing doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you have to sit down at a desk or a piano and put a piece of paper and uh, a pencil and, and write down lots of notes. Um, that's not how I make music. Instead, I, my, my process involves improvisation and recording. And um, So would you say it's overall more creative? Well, I mean, there's, there's no doubt that sitting down and, and writing music is creating, right? Um, but it's not the only way to create. Okay, great. Um, for me, I find that uh, some of my most amazing creative experiences have been, you know, sitting in a room like this with another person and just let's let's sing, let's see what happens. Um, what or what 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 uh, what sounds can our voices make together that that we that we love, and then what can we do with those sounds? Um, so that that to me is exciting. Um, and that's the kind of thing that I've, that I've been doing a lot here in um, San Diego. That does sound like a really interesting process. Tell me, where's your album available? Oh well, it's not, it's not finished yet. Um, I don't uh, I I don't imagine that I'll be making any money off of it. Um, so I'll probably post it on my website. It's, on your website, um, and you know, see if I can get it up on iTunes too. That's awesome. Well, um, it should be it should that. be finished this uh, this summer. This summer, that's soon. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, but uh, you know, I've been some of these things I've been working on for a couple of years, so it's nice to sort of be in the home stretch to to get them finished and out there. Great. Would you mind sharing your website so people could check out the album? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, www. That's uh, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-N-U-S-S-M-A-N. Um, so, yeah, that's my website. I'll be sure to check it out. Yeah. And there's, there's also information about upcoming performances and um, pictures and things that I've done in the past, too. That sounds like a world winner. <laughs> Would you be good enough to sing a little something for us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, I am going to sing... Uh, a piece of music that I, I love dearly. I've performed this a lot. It's by the Hungarian composer Georgi Kurtak. And um, I think this is a good one because it's meant to be sung a cappella, um, since that's where we are. Um, it's a beautiful setting of poetry by the German poet um, Friedrich Hildewin. Um, and uh, I like this piece because Kurtak. Uh, it goes back and forth between asking the singer to sing the text and then also to sing uh, 
your own accompaniment as well. So you'll hear there's parts where uh, I'm singing the text of the poem and then it's interrupted by um, vocalization on vowels. Um, yeah. So the idea is that it's the singer is both um, uh, the, the lead and the, the, the background and the foreground um, and switching back and forth between those two. Up a pitch. Did you tell me the title of your album? Uh, it doesn't have one yet. It doesn't have one yet. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that I'm not sure yet. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be on the lookout for that. Thank you very much for your time. Oh, are you kidding? Thank Absolutely. you. This was fun. This has been In Earnest with Ernest. I'm Ernest McNair, and thank you for listening. Be sure and catch up with Jonathan Nussman on jonathannussman.com for his latest performances as well as music. Until next time.